In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I am full of joy to be among all of you, and I like to thank my beloved Father, His Grace, Bishop Seraphim, for inviting me and giving me this opportunity to be with you tonight, celebrating our beloved Mother, Saint Mary, the Mother of God, and also I like to thank the choir for the beautiful songs that they presented to us. May the Lord actually bless this center and bless this diocese and make it prosper more and more through the prayers of St. Mary, Mother of God, St. Anthony the Great, our beloved Father, His Holiness Pope Tawadros, and his partner in the Apostolic Liturgy, our beloved Father, His Grace Bishop Seraphim. I'd like to speak today about St. Mary as a servant. St. Mary as a servant. In reality, every Christian and every believer should be a servant. Because each one of us received a gift or a talent from God. And as St. Peter said, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good steward of the manifold grace of God. So, when God gives me gifts, He gives me these talents in order to use and to serve others by these talents. That's why St. Peter said, if you are serving others by these talents, you are a good steward, you are a faithful steward, you are a wise steward. So every believer actually is a servant. Whether you have a title of a servant, like in Sunday school, or in the board, or any capacity, or if you don't have this title. St. John Chrysostom said, if you tell me that the sun does not give light, maybe I will believe you. But if you tell me there is a Christian does not serve, I will not believe you. There is no true Christian who does not serve. Even our Lord Jesus Christ in his incarnation, he said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give himself as a ransom for many. And we read about him, he was wandering from place to place, healing the sick, casting out demons, preaching the gospel, comforting those who are in trouble. Service means I put the interest of others before myself. Service means I use all my talents and all my gifts to help others and to serve others. St. Mary, from her childhood, she was a servant. As you know, her parents 
presented her to the temple in a very young age. And we know from the holy tradition that Saint Mary used to share her food and to give her food to the poor. And how she recognized the poor from the type of the offering. If there is a family who is rich, they would offer like a lamb or a calf. But the poor families offered pigeons uh, or doves because they are poor. And Saint Mary, when she found a family that's poor, she shared her food with this family. Also, as you know, the Jewish temple has the altar of the burnet offering. And on this altar, they used to offer sacrifices evening and morning, every day. And with offering the sacrifices, there is blood everywhere. There is the remnant of the animals that was slaughtered. And the temple all the time needs cleaning. Because can you imagine if they don't clean the blood of the animals and the remnant of the animals, the smell of the temple would be very bad. And who was doing this cleaning? All these little girls like Saint Mary who lived in the temple. So Saint Mary, almost all the day, she was cleaning in the temple. Also, she lived with Anna the prophetess and she learned from her how to praise the Lord. So, all the time in the temple, beside cleaning and beside sharing her food with the poor, she was actually offering praises to the Lord. And she memorized many praises from the Old Testament. That's why later on when she visited Elizabeth and she praised God, if you compare her praise with that of Hannah, mother of Samuel, very, very similar to each other. Because when she prayed, she was praying from what she memorized from the scripture. And by the way, praising the Lord, it is a service. That is the service of the angels and archangels they serve the Lord by praising Him day and night. So Saint Mary, her time in the temple as a little child, she was serving God, serving the poor, and also serving the temple by making it clean. Service is a condition of giving in love and cheerfulness. The person is willing to sacrifice from his time, from his effort, with cheerfulness and with love, because God loves a cheerful giver. Maybe some of us, they say, I'm not serving, because I'm not serving in Sunday school, I'm not serving in the choir, I'm not serving as a deacon. 
and who are waiting to get the title servant in the church in order to start serving. But as a Christian, you should recognize your gift and your talent and use this gift and talent in serving others. And there are very simple services that all of us we can do. The Lord in Matthew chapter 25, he said to those on his right hand, I was hungry and you give me food, I was thirsty and you give me drink, I was sick and you visited me, I was a stranger and you hosted me. This, any one of us can do it. Think about a family that needs help, not necessarily financial help, maybe needs emotional support, maybe needs somebody ask about them. Many widows in their old age living by themselves and nobody check on them, nobody calls them, nobody visits them. Maybe you can go and visit these widows and take blessing by doing this, receive blessing from God. Maybe there is a newcomer who needs help, who knows, who wants to know how to start. Help him. Some people, they say, no, when we came, we struggled. Let them struggle. This is not the Christian spirit. People see, look for jobs, maybe you can help them. Service, again, is a condition of giving cheerfully and lovingly. As a Christian, you should feel all the time you are a servant, like the Lord Jesus Christ. When St. Mary became 14, and she should not stay in the temple anymore, they betrothed her to Joseph. Not only that Joseph takes care of St. Mary, but also as an old man for St. Mary to serve Joseph and to take care of him. And St. Mary left with St. Joseph, taking care of him and serving him as his daughter. The person who has the spirit of service, he does not live for himself. He is not egocentric. But actually, he his joy when he gives other, when he helps other, when he serves other. Saint Mary was serving with joy without waiting any honor in return or any reward in return. As we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 15, St. Paul said about himself, about his service, that and I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. St. Paul said, gladly I spend 
Although the Bible says that the servant of the altar should eat from the altar, but St. Paul said, I did not use this authority. I worked by my hand to support myself and to support people who are serving with me. And he said, I have this honor that I made the gospel of God free. I did not charge any church for this. That's what he meant, I spent. And then he said, and be spent. Be spent means his health. He traveled from place to place. He gets tired. He was exposed to many risks and many persecutions. He said, we die daily for the sake of Christ. And he did this gladly, spent and be spent for your souls. And he did not expect any reward in return, any honor in return. Actually, he told them, although the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. So he loved them abundantly and he received less love from them. But this did not stop him from serving. By the way, this is the way, this is the road to greatness. As the Lord said, if you want to be the first, if you want to be the greatest, be the last of all and the servant of all. If you become the servant of all, you will be the greatest in the kingdom of God. Then Archangel Gabriel came to St. Mary and announced to her the good news of the incarnation of the Son of God. And although St. Mary took the risk of being accused as adulteresses and maybe she would be stoned till death, but St. Mary trusted God and said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. And by the way, in the veneration, when we say like salvation of our father Adam, many people say, how come you say St. Mary is salvation of our father Adam? Definitely she is not the Savior. The Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. He saved us with his blood. And St. Mary needed salvation like any one of us. She called God the Lord my Savior. But if I give you a gift and you refuse to take it, then you and your family will not enjoy this gift. But if I give you a gift and you received it, then you and your family will enjoy this gift. So by receiving the gift, in itself, it brings joy to your family. Let's apply this on St. Mary. God wants to give the humanity the gift of salvation. But some woman has to receive and to accept this gift. So when St. Mary accepted to be the mother of God, as a representative of all humanity, she accepted the gift of salvation and thus she brought joy to the whole world 
That's why she said, all generations will call me blessed. Why? Why all generations will call her blessed? Because she accepted the gift of salvation. So when we say salvation of our father Adam, we are referring to her acceptance in total submission to the will of God. When she accepted the gift of salvation, all of us, we enjoyed this salvation. And in this way, St. Mary served the whole humanity by accepting to be the mother of God. That's why we honor her, we venerate her. All generation call her blessed because she served the whole humanity by accepting the gift of salvation. And the father said, God entrusted St. Mary to serve his son in the flesh because of her faithfulness in serving others. Because St. Mary was faithful in serving others. That's why God entrusted her to serve his son, to take care of him, to feed him, to nurture him. St. Mary, when she heard from Archangel Gabriel that Elizabeth also was pregnant, this old lady was pregnant, although Archangel Gabriel just gave her information, he did not ask her to go and serve her, he just, for your information, Elizabeth, your relative, is pregnant in the six months. St. Mary immediately she went through the mountains to go and serve Elizabeth. And if you understand the geography of Israel, there are three main sections. In the North Galilee, in the Middle Samaria, in the South Judea. Nazareth of Galilee was in the north. Zechariah was in the south, in Judea, Bethlehem. So, to go St. Mary from the north to the south, to visit and to serve Elizabeth, this was a very difficult road. It was not paved like right now. So, to go through these mountains and travel as young girl, 14-15 years old, pregnant in first three months, and to travel all this trip by himself, for what? To serve Elizabeth. Nobody asked her to do this. She volunteered. As I told you, a person does not wait. A Christian should not wait to be called to serve in any capacity. But as a servant, when he hears somebody needs help, he will go and volunteer and helps. And she stayed with her for three months, serving her faithfully. And when the time of labor came, and many friends came, St. Mary left, because she was not seeking any honor or any glory. She served it in secret when no one else 
stood beside Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth's time to give birth to John the Baptist came, and some relatives and some friends and neighbors came, Saint Mary left. After this, she took care of the child Jesus and raised him, nurtured him. She took care of him as well as taking care of Joseph. And when Herod wanted to kill the children in Bethlehem in order to kill the Lord Jesus Christ with them, St. Mary came with Joseph and the child Jesus to the land of Egypt and he stayed there for three years and a half. And this was a very difficult trip because they were going from one place to another, from one place to another. They were not staying in the same place. And the tradition tells us that St. Mary was serving people during her journey in Egypt. And Joseph was a carpenter. And a carpenter means he lives from day to day. If he has an order, he will get money for this order. And you can imagine through the three years and a half in Egypt, definitely he did not get any orders for work. And they say he used the gold that was given to them by the wise men to spend during this trip. And definitely after three years, the gold start to finish. But in spite of this, St. Mary was serving others and helping others. She did not say, no, we need this money. But she was giving and helping others. As they say, the poor person is not the person who does not have but the poor person is the person who does not give. The poor person is not the person who does not have, but the poor person is the person who does not give. We read in the scripture about this woman who had two mites that all her treasure, all her money, and she gave all her money in order to help others. When we are content, we are rich. So the richness, when we are content, but when we feel that we are in need, then we are poor. The Lord Jesus Christ grew and started his ministry in the age of 30, and St. Mary was supporting the Lord Jesus Christ in his ministry by praying and fasting for his ministry. And when she saw anyone in need, she volunteered to help. As what happened in the wedding at Cana of Galilee. They ran out of wine 
And nobody asked Saint Mary to intervene or to make intercession to the Lord Jesus Christ. But because she is a servant, she has a spirit of service, she went to the Lord Jesus Christ and told him they ran out of wine. That's why when we say to St. Mary, you are the trusted advocate for all mankind. Why we call her the trusted advocate for all mankind? Because St. Mary pray for us and intercede not when we ask her, but even without asking her. Like in the wedding, she intercedes on our behalf, even without asking her. That's why the church calls her the trusted advocate for all mankind. If we have the spirit of service, we will overcome all the challenges and all the obstacles. A person who does not have the spirit of service, when there is opportunity to serve, he will make up several excuses and he will find plenty of obstacles and challenges in order to say that's why I cannot serve. But a person has a spirit of service, regardless how many challenges, how many obstacles, he will overcome all these obstacles because he feels that the time of service is the holiest time in our life. And as long as the service is done in secret and with humbleness and with, with cheerfulness, the blessing of this service will be multiplied. Your service is your actually purpose in life. God created each one of us for a certain purpose, for a certain goal. That's your service here. St. Mary supported the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ till the time of crucifixion. And she did not try to prevent the crucifixion. She did not try to find connection to plead with the scribes and Pharisees and the high priest and the priest to stop the crucifixion. But as we say in the litany of the ninth hour, she said, the world rejoices because the world receives salvation, but my heart is burning with fire when I see my son on the cross. So, yes, it was a difficult time for her, but I can imagine her supporting the Lord Jesus Christ because she knew for this hour he has come. She did not say like Peter, far be it from you, O Lord, but she accepted in submission that the Lord should go this road and offer himself on the cross. And after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we find St. Mary with the apostles, supporting them, praying for them. She was not an apostle, she was not even a deacon, she was not a priest. And she respected 
the law of God, the canon of God. She was not feminist, but she was a spiritual mother to the apostles. And when the Lord told her, John is your son, and said to John about St. Mary, she is your mother, she lived with St. John and she was making disciples from little girls, little virgins who came and gathered around her to learn from her spirituality, to learn from her blessedness. And actually, she made many disciples from the young virgins. St. Mary served a lot, but she spoke very, very little. Many people speak a lot, but they do very little. St. Mary was exactly the opposite. Few words you read them here and there in the scripture, what she said. But her life was full of service. Maybe because St. Luke was around her and asked her to give him some details about the childhood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So she mentioned to St. Luke about the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zechariah and to her and the visit to Elizabeth and the birth of John the Baptist. That's why St. Luke mentioned all of this in his Gospel. St. Mary departed from the earth and her service did not stop. St. Mary interceding on behalf of the believers and the non-believers. She performed many miracles with the non-believers as well as with the believers. And many, many people who are not Christian, they testify about the miracles that St. Mary did for them. And she is teaching us a lesson how we should serve everyone, everyone around us. That's why St. Mary is loved, not only by the Christian, but also by the non-Christian. When Matthias was in prison, St. Mary went to that city and through her prayers, the iron was melt, became like water, and Matthias and all the prisoners were released. And she healed the son of the king of this city. So the whole city, because of St. Mary, turned or converted to Christianity, and Matthias baptized the king and all the people in the city. St. Mary had a compassionate heart, a loving and a kind heart. And the service, in general, needs a compassionate heart, a heart that feels for others, a heart that sees the needs for others, feel compassion on them, then extend his hand to help them, even if they are enemies. That is service. Service, four things in service. 
the ability to see the needs of others, to develop compassion in my heart, to extend my hand to help the others, even with my enemies. That is my, our service. We know how the Lord Jesus Christ, when Peter cut off the ear of one of the servants who came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. So, we can label this person as an enemy, but the Lord was able to see his need. He had compassion on him. He extended his hand and he healed him. Pope Theophilus want to know the details of the trip to Egypt because nothing was mentioned about this. So he prayed and prayed, asking God to reveal the details. They stayed three years and a half. So he wanted to know where they, they went. And St. Mary appeared to Pope Theophilus and explained to him the details of the trip and where they stayed during these three years and a half. And then the archaeologist, their finding matched exactly what Bob Theophilus told us from the vision of St. Mary. So St. Mary actually, even after her departure, she revealed to us the mysteries and the secrets of the flight to Egypt. And now actually, she, she served not only the Christian or the Coptic Christian, but all the Egyptians. Now these places are considered tourist area. People come from the whole world to visit these areas that were visited by St. Mary. That's why we call St. Mary, you are the rampart of our salvation, or you are the fence of our salvation. Fence means to protect. So St. Mary is protecting us with her, with her prayers, with her intercession, with her intervention in our life. How she intervenes and helps us when we are in need. She sends messages of love, messages of encouragement, messages of hope, and also messages of warning. Her appearance in 1968, not only the Christian needs this encouragement, but all the Egyptians after the war of 1967, you know, the morals of all the people were down. Everybody felt defeated. That's why St. Mary came to encourage all the Egyptians. And in the same year also, the relics of St. Mark returned to Egypt and the cathedral was built. So here we can see how the, the saints are very active in our life. They encourage us and they help us, motivate us. When we feel down, when we feel depressed, defeated, not motivated, they actually encourage us. So the saints, their service did not stop by their departure to heaven. That's why 
we say to St. Mary, intercede on our behalf before your beloved son that he may forgive our sins. So the question here, what's your service? How are you using your gifts and talents? Are you waiting until they give you the title of a servant to assign you a service in the church? Or you have the heart of a servant, the spirit of a servant? Any Christian should be a servant every moment in his life, anywhere he goes. So he's a servant anywhere and all the time. Anywhere and all the time. Many people need word of encouragement. Many people need somebody to listen to them. Just listening to comfort. To pray, to warn, to lead to repentance. As I told you, St. Mary in her childhood, she served God by praising Him, served others by giving her food to the poor, and served the temple by cleaning it. What's your service to the Lord? You know, prayer and praises is service. We say in our prayer, the prayer and the service of the third hour of this blessed day I offer to Christ. So, when you pray, you are serving the Lord, like the cherubim and the seraphim. What's your service to the Lord? What's your service to your brothers and sisters? And what's your service to the church? to the temple, to the church of God. Think about what are your gifts. Are you living for earthly things or you are living for heavenly things? Are you living for yourself or you are living for others? Are you egocentric or you put others before yourself? The Lord Jesus Christ In John chapter 17, he said, The work that you have given me, I have accomplished it. I glorified you on earth. Every believer at the end of his life should be able to say these two words. The work, the purpose that you assigned me, I have accomplished it. I have finished it. And I glorified you on earth. In order to be able to say this at the last day of your life, you should be able to say it at the end of every day. So at the end of every day, ask yourself, did I accomplish the work that God wants me to do today or not? Did I glorify God today or not? The Good Samaritan Nobody asked him to help the Jewish, and the Jewish was an enemy to the Samaritan. But he was able to see the need of the Jewish person. He felt compassion. He extended his hand and helped him, although he was his enemy. Do you know what we're going to take with us to heaven? We read in the book of Revelation. 
and their deeds follow them. We are not going to take money, we are not going to take health. What will go with us to heaven? Our deeds, our service to others. So did you think what you are going to take to heaven with you? What are the works, what are the deeds, what are the services that will go with you after long life to heaven? The value of your life is in your service to others, not in what you accomplish for yourself. Many people, they are proud of what they accomplished in their life. But what make your life valuable is what you accomplish to others, not to yourself. Even in the secular world, the secular world honor people who serve humanity. Nobel Prize is given to people who serve the humanity. So what will give value to your life is not what you accomplish for yourself, but what you have done for others. Saint Mary, the mother of God, had a heart of a servant. And maybe I should not say had, but she has a heart of a servant because she is serving until now. And if we are her children, her spiritual children, let us walk as she conducted her life. Let's be servant all the time and everywhere we go. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.